This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. I am so excited to bring you this next guest because I have admired her fashion, her fun, and her social media savvy for a long time. I'd love to introduce you to Thea Neal. She's a social media leader at Hallmark Cards, where she manages Instagram for Hallmark Gold Crown Stores. She does a terrific job, and she's also the host of a video series that they do, which I watch religiously. Take a listen. Welcome, Thea, to the show. Yay, I'm here. I love. Okay, so before (laughs) we get started, we have to tell the start of our relationship, which was that. Do you remember what conference we were at? Where were we? I think think we were at Social Fresh. Social Fresh. And I see you from across the room (laughs) in a gorgeous dress with pineapples on it. And I was like, I need to know her. I need to know pineapple dress girl. (laughs) And that was it. Friends for life. I know. It It was destiny, really. It really was. And so, of course, I know your whole story since it's been many years since pineapple dress days. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. I've had a few jobs. Oh, yeah, you have. But you actually even had a start before then. So what I would love you to do is tell our listeners the story of your career. What did you want to be when you grew up and how did you end up where you are today? For sure. Okay, so let's just travel back into time. Um, So I'm from... (laughs) (laughs) so I'm from Michigan um and my parents are divorced like very like kind of like cliche story there it's funny now that when you say like oh my parents are divorced that's a cliche now um but my senior year of high school I went abroad and was a rotary exchange student for a year so I think um I went and lived in Belgium but I think any like strange situation that could have happened to me happened to me while I was there and so it like made me at like the age of 17 really good at like thinking on my feet and dealing with you know people who don't speak the same language as you and having to live with like strangers for a year um so I think that was kind of like the moment where I was like, oh, like I'm good at talking to people and I'm good at making like kind of awkward situations like really fun. And so I ended up going to Michigan State for um, I got my B.A. in journalism. And so I was okay. like, you know, I'm going to be this amazing fashion magazine writer. Like I'm going to write about clothes. And it was right around that time, like Devil Wears Prada came out. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to work at Vogue. It's going to be amazing. And so I got a internship um, for a casting director in New York. And I had that nice unpaid internship, which living in New York, I was living like way uptown, like at the top of Manhattan. But I was like, I'm still in Manhattan. Like I'm killing it. And so I did that. And then I ended up coming back, um, back to Michigan state and kind of started to like question, like, do I really want to work in a magazine? Like it was right around that time. Like the recession was in like full bloom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know what? Like I'm, I really like school. I'm going to go to grad school. So 
right after I graduated from Michigan State, I went to Duke where I got my master's in liberal studies. And so I always told my parents, I'm like, okay, well, if I can't get a job after this, like, I'm just going to go I study abroad in Ireland and like write a book or something, which I think they're probably happy that that didn't happen. <laughs> would have just stayed there forever. Um, but I ended up actually getting a job at Ignite Social Media, um, yeah. which is in, in North Carolina. Um, I was working on the PNG account and it was all beauty and fashion. And so I got to like really do things that I really loved, but also do things that, you know, I'm good at in terms of like talking and writing and kind of got to use a lot of my journalism skills there. Ignite was amazing. It was, so, I think it's really good if you can get a job where you work on a really big client at an agency because it lets you, it teaches you a lot about like business overall, but then you also get to learn a lot about agencies. And so I was at Ignite for almost three years. And then I went to Fleischmann Hillard um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And there it was really amazing too. I worked on a lot of tech brands. So I worked on, um, Google. I worked on uh, their Made with Code program. I worked on HP and then worked on a LED company um, called Cree, which was really fun experience because you get to have like a kind of a newer brand that, Mm. you know, isn't quite as, you know, cemented. I don't think everyone immediately knows all the benefits of LED lighting, but if you ever want to know, I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's for our next podcast, the LED podcast. I want to hear all about LED lighting and the benefits. That's amazing that you have this wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So what was next? So I was at Fleischmann Hillard for two years and then just in September, I moved to Kansas City, Missouri, where I work at Hallmark. So you went from the agency side to the brand side. I know. And I, and now I'm kind of like, will I ever look back? <laughs> so talk a little bit about the differences between the two. Yeah. So I always felt like, oh, I just like the agency side is so exciting. Like, um, I feel like there's kind of like this fire where everyone's like competing and trying to, you know, get business and you get to do RFPs, which like pitching an RFP is so exciting. Like you get to be in the room and you get to, you know, show off your absolute best stuff. It's, I always feel like it's like a business recital. Like you get to be like, look how smart we are. Like, look at amazing work. Like, this is why you should work with us. Um, so that, that part of it, I absolutely loved. Um, the good thing that I really like about going corporate is that I don't have to think about, you know, 16 brands in one day. Um, when I was at Fleischmann, like I was working on things that were just totally across the board. Like at one moment I'd be working on, you know, North Carolina judicial branch. And then the next moment I would be, um, working on HP's new Spectre laptop, which is kind of, um, like ADD sometimes, but it's now, um, I work on the retail marketing department. So I get to work with retail stores, which is something I've never done before. And is so much more interesting than I ever could have imagined. Cause you know, something will work in San Antonio, Texas, but it's not going to work in, you know, Boston, Massachusetts. So it's just really cool to kind of, you get to get a lot deeper into, you know, marketing and social media than I ever did when I was working at in agencies. Now, one of the things that I find so interesting on this change in working at Hallmark is that you're actually now not just behind the scenes in terms of strategy, but you've put yourself in front of the camera. Talk a little bit about that, what went into that decision and a little bit about what you're doing now with that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I host a online series called Party 101, where I teach you all of the best party tricks (laughs) in terms of I'll teach you decorations. I teach you really cool like gifts if you need to bring something to a party. Um, Last week we made a rainbow bright cupcake, which was really fun. And so that has been 
a blast. Um, when I actually worked at Ignite, I made videos for P&G in the same vein for their beauty brands. Um, so I think when I, you know, when I was interviewing at Hallmark, I think they were really interested in that aspect. But it wasn't until I got here that I found out like, oh, surprise, like we want you to take over the show and we want you to host it. So I was here for about two weeks when I found out that I was taking over the show. And it's been amazing. Um, I concept the shows from start to finish. I work with all of the product people who want their different products in there. I also, you know, I, I check all the social cuts. I write all the descriptions. So it's, it's really my, my child. (laughs) It's amazing. And so I have a question for you. Do you think that for a lot of our listeners who are earlier in their careers, do you think that it is always or often good experience to put yourself in front of the camera in social media? Like if you're going to be in the social space, is it important to know both the behind and, and actually being the talent or the brand? Yeah, I think it's a really great idea. Um, There's lots of things that I notice about myself that I use outside of you know, video too. Um, so like I just did it there. I say, um, a lot when I don't need to, and that's something you want to say when you're, you know, meeting with executives at your company. So that's something that I've become conscious of, but it also helps you. I think sometimes as social media managers, a lot of times we get content from our creatives and we're really nitpicking them and to really be in that creative zone and be able to, say, oh, well, I know how hard it was to get this shot because the lighting was off and my hands look weird and I need to, you know, show off the title of this uh, candle, like that sort of thing. It's good to be very conscious of it. And, and, And plus it's cool because you get to meet other people in your organization too. So a lot of folks on my team don't normally go and hang out with all the creatives. We have an entire different creative studio that's actually like across the street from Hallmark and it's amazing like it's exactly what you can imagine a hallmark creative studio is like like just walls and walls of like amazing props and it's just cool to go over there and like meet those people too because you you learn too oh well maybe that's something i want to do further in my career maybe i want to be a producer maybe i just really love video and i want to be an art director so there's lots of ways to kind of um expand your your career opportunities if you're also going in front of the camera too i love that and tell me a little bit so you started at Ignite, which was a social media agency, totally, you know, kind of pure play social. And mm-hmm. you grew to Fleischman and then came over here. You've seen social media change a lot over the years. What are some of the changes that you've seen that have been uh, the most sort of profound? What, ha- what has changed a lot in your world in social? Yeah, I think one that I noticed really, the one that comes off my top of my head immediately is, um, so when I ignite, that was like around 2012, we would put together like these images for Facebook that were like collages, like showing different steps of how to do makeup. And now we just do a boomerang or now you just do a video. Like it's not, you would never post a collage of different steps now. So it's, it's funny too, with like Facebook's algorithm changing, uh, with Facebook live coming out, like the, the techniques that I would use on Facebook now are totally different than I would use then. Like we don't need, we don't have tabs anymore. We don't have tabs for years, but I know lots of times we would do contests on tabs. Remember oh my goodness. Days. All the tabs. Okay. There were entire companies that were acquired for massive dollars, buddy media, wildfire, all of them. They were, you know, it was uh-huh. an entire business built on tabs. It's like an unbelievable, totally different. And so how do you stay nimble in a changing world like that? Especially, I mean, agencies are known for being nimble. I think when you work on the agency side, you just kind of everybody like hunkers down and does it. Do you find that it's different on the brand side? 
I think, yeah, it is a little bit different. You know, Hallmark is a 107 year old brand. So we have a very, like sometimes traditional approach to stuff. We also have a ton of, of players too. You know, we have a social team in retail marketing, we have a social team and brand. And so I think that's beneficial because I can, you know, reach out to someone who manages, um, a channel for, you know, pop minded, like our pop minded is our licensed company. I can reach out to them and ask them, you know, what are you doing? What's working on your channel? So I kind of have like an internal group of test and learn all the time. That's pretty beneficial too. But I, I don't think there's anything quite like an agency where it's like, Hey, did you see that? that note go up from Facebook. We need to write a brief on it right now. We need the first ones to get it out. We need to be the first ones to try it, which is was kind of fun. I liked that. That is always a very fun thing. But you guys are doing really innovative stuff there too. I always look at your videos and think, wow, this is this is something, what I loved was like, you got there and then you just saw it start to come to fruition and start to happen. I think that's actually very nimble on, on the brand side. So I loved seeing that from you, loved it. Yeah, thank you so much. Woo-hoo. All right, tell me a little bit about what networks Hallmark is on and what's working really well for them. So Hallmark is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I specifically work on Instagram, so I can definitely speak to that one pretty well. Um, so we just launched our Hallmark stores, which is as it's specifically for retail. So, you know, any of those Hallmark Gold Crown stores that you go into, um, we just launched that Instagram shortly after I started. Um, and it's been really interesting to see how like the Instagram algorithm is really like still favoring us a lot more than, you know, Facebook's is where Facebook is really just a pay to play at this point. You got to put money behind it. But what we're seeing is really cool is um, in the last few weeks um, since multi-image came out, I've been every Friday, I've been picking five of our UGC favorites and then posting them as one multi-image post. So that way, um, you know, fans can all, you know, see like what other people are doing with the same products. We did a Beauty and the Beast one this week. Um, the week before we did one, you know, featuring these really cool socks that Hallmark sells, um, and it can be cards, it can be our puzzles. And so that's just a cool opportunity if you're a brand, especially with retail, if you want to showcase a bunch of your own products, but you also don't want to spam folks. You don't want to be like, Hey, buy this, buy this, but it's like, Oh, Hey, check out all these cool things that other cool people are buying. Amazing. Talk to me a little bit about how you're it's really, you know, I don't know anyone who has the perfect answer to this question. So don't expect the perfect. <laughs> I, I'm not, my expectations are low, but I know you're working in retail. Tell me a little bit about how you're able to measure the efforts of what you're doing. And if you do anything to try and measure the efforts, I know you mentioned like one thing will work in San Antonio and it won't work somewhere mm-hmm. else. Talk to me a little bit about measurement as it pertains in particular to retail, because this is something that I know a lot of retail brands struggle with. Yeah, totally. Um, so Hallmark does a really great job with measurement in terms of retail. I mean, we have hundreds of stores, so you kind of have to. (laughs) Um, One of the things that we usually do is for every, you know, Facebook post, we have a T code that we use. And even that's even in the shoppable section. So you'll see the post and it'll be like shop now, like here are the highlighted items that you can buy from this post. And so all of those even have T codes too. Yeah. And so another thing we do is we look at our Bright Edge account a lot to look, see what people are searching for. Um, We also work with Ahology. They have this new Muse function, which has been really cool. Um, They just sent me an email today that was like, 
carrot cake searches are up 80%. And so then, then we'll go and we'll post like a carrot cake thing, but we'll feature it on a plate that Hallmark sells with a T code and then hopefully get sales from that. It's very like a multi-layered approach. I think all of us are constantly, you know, figuring out like how we can sell stuff um, and how we can really get people in store. Because a lot of times, like once you get into a Hallmark store, like if you haven't been to one in a few years, like it is a completely different experience than it was it's absolutely not you know the same one you went into when you were younger oh um, no I go Roosevelt Field is my <laughs> Hallmark store just so you know I can tell you exactly where it is in the mall and exactly what's going on my daughters and I go all the time yay okay I love to hear that and yeah so truth yeah so it's awesome okay good so it sounds like everything is done by transaction code but are you able to measure the actual foot traffic in retail from social um, we are working on that a little bit. Um, we have some stuff that's coming up with some of our bigger events like San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. We'll do a lot of stuff with like the stores there in San Diego um, and in like the surrounding, you know, 50 miles. Um, but we can, we do also work with Ibotta and Shopkick. So those are other ways that we're, you know, really measuring, you know, how folks go in there, you know, what they're looking at and, you know, what that spend is. Oh, there's so many good tools that you've mentioned already for our listeners. That's very exciting. What's your favorite? If you had to pick a favorite tool, I know it's kind of like picking a favorite baby, but if you try favorite tool of all time, (laughs) of all time. So it doesn't have to be one I'm using right now. Um, I, I, that's so hard. I think honestly, I'm really impressed with this Ology Muse thing because I think a lot of times, especially for video creation for party 101 i'm like oh gosh you know because i have a new video every week so i'm always yeah. thinking of of new ideas and they have to relate back to parties too um so that muse function has been really good because i can see like these are the things the internet is talking about this is what people want to see on pinterest like like right now like coconut is coming back into searches like i would have never guessed that <laughs> that so is now- great and do you find that when you use that data that it makes the videos perform better when you're talking about things that are on topic yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and especially with that Rainbow Bright video too, like we worked with the Rainbow Bright team here. I don't know if you guys know that Rainbow Bright is owned by Hallmark, like Hallmark artists created her. It's really amazing. Well, um, I did not know that, but I certainly can forward you the picture of me dressed as Rainbow Bright as a full adult and mother already. But Oh my gosh, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to send can, you a Rainbow Bright picture. We social pages. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, to embarrass me forever, of course. Yes, I shall. <laughs> I will send it to you. But okay, so continue. You worked with yeah, the Rainbow so- Yeah. So we know that she has like a really diehard following. We knew that like they were asking for more videos of her. And so it was nice because we could post that and then they went through and shared it. Those super fans shared it on their pages. That is amazing. Awesome. All right. Tell me, Thea, what's your favorite network to use personally? I feel like it depends on my mood. I use Instagram a lot. My dog has an Instagram. um, Yeah. Lucy wrinkles is her handle. And so I always say like, she has way more Instagram followers than I do. Like, um, I've gone to events where people are like, Oh, is that Lucy wrinkles? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like now, you know that I'm this weirdo who pretends to be your dog. So yeah, probably Lucy. Um, Probably her Instagram account specifically is my favorite one because it's just fun to like talk to other weird dog people on the internet. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Okay. So tell me, we already know we need to all follow Lucy Wrinkles on Instagram right now, but where should people follow you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm on Instagram at Neil Thea. Um, that's also my Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. I feel like a lot of people are kind of using it less, but I feel like 
it's a good time to use Twitter. You can learn a lot on Twitter right now. So, um, so you're feeling good about Twitter. Are you feeling good? Because I just made, I just recorded a video today about this. I'm dying to know what you think. I'm feeling good about Twitter personally as like a um, stress reliever. So like I can go on Twitter and be like, oh, there are other people who have the same feelings about life as I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very interesting because my my Twitter experience has changed over time. I'm quite sad, but clearly that means that I need to be tweeting you more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I will. Done. Anytime you want to talk, I will. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm going to tweet you right now, girl. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on the show, Thea. Thank you so much. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kerfin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.